0: I got a bad feeling about this.
1: Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Yes,
2: It is your time. Now go out there and take it.
0: Han Solo. I've
2: been waiting for this day for a long time. Can't wait. This is the Bart and Han show on 98.7 ESPN. We roll into hour number three exclusively in New York on 98.7 ESPN. Alan Han, Bart Scott. Bart and Han. What'd it do, for this? What'd it do, baby? What'd it do? What's up, son?
0: let, a, yeah, they let it do
2: baby so I'm watching a Derek Jeter yesterday yes the at captain. the Hall of Fame ceremony and I'm, I'm listening to the speech it's only like it's 17 18 minutes and it's well worth your time I actually tweeted it this morning because for anybody who missed it it's worth <laughs> it off YouTube so I'm watching it and I'm thinking but like is it that bar is it just like too easy to say Derek Jeter just gets it You know, you get what I mean. Like he just gets it. He does
0: everything the right way. That's what I mean. Like even when he's doing the wrong thing, he does it the right (laughs) way. Isn't that amazing? All
2: the the people around here in New York know what I'm saying. Wink, wink. Like he just, but it's just the way he carries himself. The ease in which he carries himself. personified. The most comfortable person you'll ever meet. He just seems comfortable, but yet we like he he allowed himself to be a little vulnerable. He talked about you know his family. He thanked his family. All that stuff. He said all the right things. But then he said something at the end that every athlete does this when you've had the run you've had. I remember Patrick Ewing at his number retirement uh, at Madison Square Garden when he talked to the fans. Mm -hmm. And he admitted, you know, we had our issues, right? But in the end, you know, you pushed me. I wanted to be great. Like that kind of thing. And I guess it takes that. Like the the amount of time you spend in one market, it takes that to really understand the fan base. Yeah. So Derek Jeter – Bart addressed the fans, the Yankee fans. And he did it in a way that I thought, as I'm listening to it, I said, like, this is something that you would want to say, you, sit down, listen to this. Mm. Like, a, like an athlete's playing right now in yeah. New York. A young one, whatever. Like, Zach, sit down, listen to this. You need to listen to this. So I want to play it for everybody right now. And I, and I want, again, 800 uh, is the number. Add Barton Hunt on Twitter. I want you... As I asked on my Instagram account, as you listen to it, tell me who, if you think right away of a current, not former, current athlete in New York on one of the four major uh, sports teams that you would say he needs to sit down and he needs to listen to this.
0: There's a huge responsibility that comes with wearing a Yankee uniform. You know, just because you have it on doesn't guarantee you anything. You know, you have to earn it. You know, you demanded I earned it. Every single day, whether it's during the season or in the off season, I felt as though I was representing you and I was representing all of New York. I did that in the best possible way I knew how. And I wanted to prove to you I belong. and you kept pushing me to prove it over and over again. I was always most comfortable on the field, especially at Yankee Stadium playing in front of you, and I wanted you to be able to count on me. And to this day, especially right Right now, in this moment, I still represent you. And it's been one of the greatest honors of my life.
2: Do you, now, now, you played in New York, and you played on two, I mean, a beloved team, beloved yeah. Jets team. Do you understand? Like, do you get what he's saying?
0: No, absolutely, right? Um, a lot of times we think about, you know, athletes are worried about the name on the back of their jersey, not the one in front. Right. And so talking about the responsibility to always represent the organization well, especially when an organization invests in you, like for a second contract. When I say that, I'm talking about anybody can get drafted. But when they give you that second contract, that's validation that they believe in you to be more than just a draft pick. They want you to represent their organization. And, and, and you're not the CEO of their organization. A lot of quarterbacks are, but you are expected to carry and enhance the brand, not do anything to ever. Um, Put a stain on a brand. It don't you know I mean?
2: don't embarrass the family That's I mean, right. how I'd put it. I, mean, I exactly. just feel like, like
0: it, even, it, even right now, I, understand I, I sit it, here as a yeah, jet, right? Yeah. And I'm in this market, right? Yeah. And it, it's my responsibility to make sure that I make sure that the fans can be proud about who I was and what I represented, you know, in this organization going forward. When they see me on television, they hear me on the radio, they hear my voice. They hear me as a jet and I speak for them and I, and I, and I represent them and I am one of them, right? Because I appreciate Everything that they've done for me, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them embracing me into
2: this market. I just feel like it's it's also now. It, I understand it's not new, it's not unique to New York, but there is a uniqueness to playing here. Yeah, because it is harder. I just it's not harder to play here than it is anywhere else. Now, here, in Philadelphia is. Like, yeah, I do do agree. Philly is tough. Boston can be tough, but in different ways. Here. Like here there's, and I've tried to tell athletes this all the time. You got to understand there's people here going to talk to you and you're going to feel like, who are you to talk to me like that? You're like booing me right away, putting pressure on me, angry at me. And I'm saying, no, no, no. You got to understand something. This is how it works. You're one of, like when you are, especially when you're drafted. Yeah. You're like that. You're now in the family. Yeah. And we're like older brothers, older siblings. When you don't do well, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. We're gonna smack your ass. No, no. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. Like, get it right. Are you talking to Baez? And you're gonna feel. Yeah, yeah. Baez you're is certainly Lindor? a guy that needs to hear this. Lindor. Any of the new, any new stars like that. I don't. I think Aaron Judge gets it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Gleyber Torres does. I'm not sure Gary Sanchez does. Luke Voit. Uh, there's guys that need to understand, and I want Zach Wilson to understand this too. Like you are a family member and you are like a younger, younger brother. So when you don't do well, you're going to hear from us. It's not hate. It's different because you know what happens when someone from the outside then comes in and starts criticizing you? What do we do? Protect you. We defend you. you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, we, we can pick can, on Yeah, yeah we yeah. can do it. I'm going to talk crap about this guy, but you're not because yeah. you're not from here. Yeah. Like, you don't know. You're not saying that about him. He's getting right. crapped on. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot. It's, it's much different, in my opinion. And so, what Jeter's saying there is that he understood that I had to earn this right. and that I was playing for you. And so, what I do, and I say this about coaches too, like Joe Judge. I mean, um, Robert Sala, Robert Sala for sure, and I think he kind of gets it. it. He, uh, he Adam Gates didn't get it, and that was a big problem I had with Adam Gates. Like, listen, McAdoo, like, I think Tom, Tom Thibodeau has to understand this. Aaron Boone is in a tough spot because he, like, he's got to understand this. You, you, know you what? aren't. I don't know. Like when you're right, when you're in front of the, 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 the media and you're talking to the media. You understand, you're the coach, you're the manager of the city. So when you're talking, it's not, don't put up some front. You know what, I don't know. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't tell, like, don't talk down to me. Be authentic. This is a, this is a very unique place. People care, they're passionate, they put a lot of energy into your team, and they spend a lot of money. So they care. So when they are booing you or they're frustrated, you're going to hear from them. But also, a coach and a manager You gotta talk to the fan base like they're a part of the team because we're crazy enough to really believe it. They're people who talk in we, they wear jerseys. Like, so what Cheater said, Bart, made me feel like he understands it, and a lot of athletes don't understand it. And I'd love for them to hear it and see if it would kind of get through to them. Did you always understand? When you came here, did you say to yourself, like, what are these people all about? What's this all about? Or did you well, kind of get it?
0: I had to adjust, right? Because I was in a place in Baltimore where everybody believed every word that the Baltimore Ravens said, right? And when we came here, they didn't give the Jets the benefit of the doubt. So at any time, the first sign of stress yep. or trouble, it's like the same old Jets. And we we're like, no, 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 no. Listen, this is different. Trust me. Just stick with us. We, we got this, right? We're going to bring a new style, new attitude. And, uh, we heard that before, right? And it only until we you know had to believe and say, listen, we're going to get the screw. We need to stick together, and we have to prove it to them. And once we prove it to them, they'll hold us down. They gave us the benefit of the doubt. Right. You know, and that's that's usually how it works when you're a Jet. When you're a Giant, I think you get the benefit of the doubt. When you're a Yankee, you get the benefit of the See doubt. That, it, when you're a Met, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. No, yeah, Knicks, I think you're right about right that, now, you too. You don't get the benefit There's of also the doubt.
2: this expectation of certain franchises where things go wrong, and you just go, ah, it's, you know, that same old Knicks, same yeah. old Jets, same old Mets, but other franchises, although – Giants and Yankees are starting to fall fall into that yeah. abyss because it's been a decade. I it's think, been yeah. so long I since think. anyone's won that I do think – like you're getting pulled into that abyss, but speaking yeah. of, on on the Giants' side of things, as you mentioned, like like Eli Manning's a great example. Talk about another guy that yeah. really got well, Daniel it. Jones, even though like really he hasn't gets it. Did anything he he kind of gets. Well, you what hope he, he does, and that's why I wanted to mention this part of of, of again. We'll take your calls on, on that. If there's an athlete that you feel right now is playing that you say he needs to hear what Derek Jeter just said in that clip I just played for you eight hundred nine nine three seven seven six. But part and now we bring up Eli Manning, who who very much like Jeter, he got it as well. He understood. How, you know, how he was going to be received. He understood boos. He understood media criticism. The guy didn't bristle that much, if ever, about anything because he just understood that's what, I've, that's what I'm here. I'm here. This is what this place is about. And he had great success. So when he speaks about players, and I get it, he's still a Giant. I understand that. But listen to what he says about Daniel Jones, who you're high on and you're high on the Giants. Like you think the Giants can win the division. I'm worried about their offensive yeah, line. You got to clean it up. And, and whether that's, or not that's, that's going to hold. hold up. But when it comes to Daniel Jones, they've got to know if they've got something. Eli spent a year with him in the quarterback room, and he obviously still stays very much connected to the Giants. It's not necessarily what Eli says. It's the tone he says it. He was on with KJM this morning, and he said this about Daniel Jones or whether or not he really does believe in him as being the right guy for the job and a guy that can lead the Giants to winning. The fact that it is his second year within this offense. Last year, a new offense, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. He's a young quarterback. And it's not just him, it's hey, new left tackles. They're trying to learn a new offense. New, you know, you lose Saquon early. Just a lot of things that you know were to make it tough. I think the fact that, you know, had a more of an offseason this year, you know, build that relationship with Coach Garrett, and they put some weapons behind him, getting Saquon back. I think the offensive line will be better in their second year. So I, I've seen firsthand just how hard Daniel worked. I know how important it is to him for him to be a successful player. I know he knows this year is a big year for him, but that's not going to put pressure on him. It's going to make him excel and do better. So I'm rooting for him, and I think he has the work ethic, the skill set to make those plays. He's made the mistakes. He's going to learn from those, and I think he can go out there and have a big year. Do you see what I mean by it's not – you know, like the way he spoke, are you, it's not like he's ever going to say about a player like – No, no, he sucks. Like, he's never going to be harshly critical. It's not Eli's way. But there's also a way for him to talk around something without, like, revealing how he really feels. And you can tell, like, all right, he's not all in. But the way he spoke about Daniel Jones in such detail with conviction makes you feel like he has full confidence that he can be the guy for the Giants long term. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure when Eli
0: speaks or watches Daniel Jones, he sees a lot of himself in there. Right, and that's sometimes that's the ultimate compliment. But well, they are see. very similar. Right, they're very <laughs> really similar in, in everything. Wise. I think that Eli could never run like Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a better athlete. Yeah, not the same, not the same players, ser- but as far as cerebral, yeah, cerebral. Like the approach, yeah. he's built for this market. Like he, yeah. he can handle the slings and arrows that come with this market, the ups and downs, the even and flows. And he's always, he's not going to have one of these like breakdowns or. Uh, Lapse in judgment when speaking to the media. Nobody's going to draw him and put him into a corner and make him come out of character. He's going to be the CEO, the leader of this you know organization. I just hope that they don't do the same disservice to them that the Jets did to Sam Darnold, where now they're, they're they're forced because it's three bad seasons and they're picking high again. Mm. You know, pick second, pick fourth, right. picked him sixth, and say, you know what, we have to reset it because now we have to make a decision on him as far as to pay him long term. His... Greatness doesn't match up with our ability and timeline to win, so we have to let him walk. I just hope that they can figure out a way to protect him, so we can get a true, honest, clear picture of who Daniel Jones is as a quarterback. I don't want a guy that's under duress. Like you look at all the guys, right? Look what they did out there and in, see in, 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 um, for the Chargers, right? Last year, Justin Herbert was running for his life. What's the first thing they addressed yeah, this offseason? They went out and got the number one center on the market. They drafted, you know, the, the kid from. Um, Rush on Slater, for, yeah. yeah, Rashawn Slater from um, Northwestern, right. and they went out and they got um, Backer Bakari. Uh, no, Bulaga, Ryan, yeah. B- Brian Bulaga, who was like back there, agree, uh, but he got. They decided not to pay him for um, Aaron Rodgers, so they they fortified the offensive line for him, and you can get a true assessment of him now. I just feel like I don't want to go into another season and not know if Daniel Jones is or isn't the guy. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. I understand that he's a great talent, but does the salary and does the pick, warrant him being on his team. If you can go get three good players instead of having one great player, I think you go do that if Saquon can't prove to you that he's Adrian Peterson. He has to be Adrian Peterson or Christian McCaffrey or he has to go. Wow. And that's hard to yeah. say. No, you got to I mean, be at that that level. Level. Remember. Yeah. Now Remember, their
2: first two weeks, they got Denver on Sunday. They begin yeah. the season. So the be- season begins in the NFL tonight, if everybody who obviously knows uh, the Cowboys and the Bucks. But the, for the Giants, it's Sunday afternoon, and it's it's against the Denver Broncos, a defense that is expected yeah. to be a top five, if not top mm-hmm. 10 defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you've got Washington, which is also yeah. a tough defense. So Can I say they're going to get tested right out of the gate. Yeah.
0: Can I say this, right? For everybody out there that's all Bart's crazy, he's hot takey, he's doing all this stuff. Remember you, you what we were hot take today, Remember you know? what we thought it's a about Odell <laughs> Odell Remember what we thought about Odell Beckham. He was on pace and got to numbers faster than any receiver in the history of the game. Jerry Rice.
2: Yeah.
0: Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens. And they let him go. So right. nobody's expendable like it's a certain level of expectations when you get picked second. And you have to know, we need to know if Saquon Barkley is worth $15 million a year at the running back position, when right now you can argue that the best running backs in the
2: game are second round draft picks and Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. You, yeah and again the the Odell thing's a little bit different Saquon that personality-wise you could just, tell I'm just the talking about greatness to move I'm just talking about greatness on. and obviously they paid him and then they decided they wanted to move on but yeah no no there's no, no doubt about it but I was looking at it more just from a Daniel Jones perspective because there's always going to be question marks about a quarterback and whether or not you found the quarterback and with Dave Gettleman it's not just Saquon picking him too in what was a, a quarterback draft which also had Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in it but also the fact that the following year then you took Daniel Jones when
0: you were sucking in, for a duck in, in a draft that had Justin Herbert, so well you know, he went back right. So they took they could have took Justin Herbert last year, but they took that's Andrew right, Thomas. Right, right, right. They took right. Andrew Thomas. Like, but, and listen, they already they already. But we've, but we've seen teams take quarterbacks back to back in first round. Right. Let's look at the Arizona Cardinals. But they
2: again, where they were with Eli, they almost had to that year take a quarterback, yeah, and they yeah. went with Daniel Jones. The point is though, is for Daniel Jones, it's like, is he the guy? Is he the guy? Is he the guy? And his the, the guy that he took the took the throne from. Is Eli Manning? and Eli Manning? like I said, hearing him there, sounded like he certainly believes in him. On the other side of things it's Zach Wilson. And again, going back to the Jeter thing, listen to the way Zach Wilson talks and how he's addressed the media, he's got a lot of that tendency to him, just like Daniel Jones, where he, you know, like he when i when I saw Geno Smith being interviewed, I, he never he looked uncomfortable. He looked frustrated. He looked like he just didn't like dealing with the media. And that is when you're in New York, like that can't be, you can't be like that. <laughs> that was a good day, and right. It just, like with some, you, you have some. a bad tell, game. It just was uncomfortable. Even even your guy Mark Sanchez, for for all the you know, again the the, the jokes made about him and stuff. He was always at ease with the media, yep. and that was important for Take him control. in New York. It's important for everybody, but especially the quarterbacks in New York. Zach Wilson seems to have that. I think Sam was good too. I thought Sam Darnold handled New York very well as especially well.
0: The adversity he had to do it.
2: But Zach Wilson, this is interesting. You remember one of the criticisms with him. Coming out of BYU. Was, the teammates? Well, yeah. Not, it was being, like,
0: not being a captain? Why wasn't
2: he a captain? Yeah. He's, uh, the quarterback's always the captain. He wasn't named captain. He wasn't named captain at the start of the season. He eventually did become captain after some, I guess, another captain had gotten hurt. Ah. So he became a captain during the season. But there was a reason that was explained by the coach that if I'm not mistaken, like it's, it's something along the lines of he he, he either wasn't available. It was something that there was a reason for it. All I know is that. that. And then he eventually became it. But but he was named one of the Jets captains. He looks like he's 12. I yeah. know he's going to be the starting quarterback, <laughs> but still, he was named the captain. Now, I found this to be, I, I really love this answer. So he's asked about that. You were just named captain of the Jets. You're the NFL player in your rookie season, and you were named captain. And he he talked about what that meant to him.
0: It's definitely an honor. I think it's a role you definitely got to take seriously. Um, it's, you know, who people look up to on the team, who they feel like they can come to uh, when any problems or, or whatever, you know, questions come about. And so, you know, I definitely don't take it lightly. I thought it was cool.
2: I mean, you shouldn't take it lightly. Thinking it's cool is one. Th- but I love that he also so talked about cool, being a better man. leader. Well, he's young. Awesome rad man. <laughs> being, awesome. Be, being a better leader is something he knows he has to work on, yeah. and, and that's also an area you could just tell that he's going to be working on. But – you know, these two guys could be the quarterbacks for a long time. And, I mean, this – you know, the season starts tonight. And I'm telling you, Bart, like, that is going to be the story from day one, from the start, is whether or not either team has their guy. And we thought it might be Sam. Now Sam's on the other field – on the other side of the field in that game. That's going to be hard to watch, man. The
0: greenie bowl. It's going to be hard to watch, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard you say that this morning. All the things you said on Get Up this morning, that was also one of them. It was actually pretty funny. All number nine, three seven seven six is the number. Like I said, so – I played you that Jeter cut from his Hall of Fame speech and just him addressing the fans. And I know athletes do this all the time. They always talk to the fans. They thank the fans, all that stuff. But it's, the, it's what he said about how the, the pinstripes, you, you can put the jersey on, but you are given nothing. You have to earn it. And what he means, I think what he meant was it's not just earning the ability to be considered a, a true Yankee like he is, but the fact that it's the fans who accept you. And every day game. understanding like I've got to earn your respect every day. I've got to play a certain way that you demand out of me and I don't think enough guys understand that. Yeah. They come in, "Oh, they're boom. Like again, though, the bias stuff with the Mets is a great example of you just don't understand where you are. Yeah. You think they hate you. They they don't it's not that they hate you. They're in they're I've told you this and you and I fought about this. Mm-hmm. This is not about I'm mad at you. This is about I demand more out of you. I expect more out of you. You're better than that. You're and yeah, you're better than that. If if I knew you sucked, I'm not doing anything. I'm not booing. I'm not doing anything. It's like that, but you suck. So you're not getting my attention. You're not getting my energy. But I'm giving you my energy boring, because I expect more. Are they booing Chapman right now? I'm just playing.
0: I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But I don't I, know what I, to I, do but, with them. But but but, 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 I, but I get your point, right? I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, and you know. That just comes with the territory and what Jeter was saying, too, especially with an organization like the Yankees, who is probably the most decorated um, organization in all of North American sports. Mm -hmm. Right. And you think about it and just it's one thing to get the uniform. It's another thing to be remembered. Right, and just imagine how hard it is to be remembered because of the great players that have provided great memories already for you to be remembered. Luke Voigt, if he doesn't do anything like tremendous, he won't be remembered. It'd be five years ago, if people forget that he was even on the team. Yeah, like, like to be yeah. to be yeah. Bernie Williams, right? You got to do something to be Jason Giambi. You have to come up in big clutch. You had moments. Bernie Williams and Jason Giambi. Well, 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 You know, Jason. But I get you though. Jason
2: Giambi pa- was was Paul O'Neill. Yeah. like I would go more Paul yeah, O'Neill. Those guys, right? Like like these are guys that outside the market, not everybody. Everybody would go if you're thinking Yankees of the last 20 years, yeah. 25 years, 30, whatever. Like, like you know, outside of New York, no one's immediately thinking Paul O'Neill. But in New York, yeah, first one of the first names you go, oh, Paul O'Neill. Yeah. Cohn got played so hard, yeah, yeah. David Cohn. obviously, like names like that are the ones that go with the Rivera and the Jeters and everybody else. This is 98.7 ESPN. We do have some calls to get to here. Let's go. Let's go to Simon in New Haven, Bart Simon. What up, hey, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, I want to make
1: some comments about the Yankees. We, we got to get rid of Boone. I'm sorry. The guy does not know how to manage for beans. I'm sorry. Every single day, excuse. Oh, it's frustrating with the same old record. I mean, and, and changing the lineup? I mean, wh- what the heck?
2: Well, they have to and, change up and, and, the lineup. If guys aren't... If do guys you aren't, want
0: the truth? Can you handle the truth? If not Boone, then who? Hmm.
1: Well, you, you gotta get I, I was telling your call screener that my choice manager would be Ozzie Guillen because he, he's the type of guy that gives you Ooh, this market to to Whoa. not someone who's a lush like Boone and Girardi
2: were That's not gonna happen But in, in this draw. market No, Simon Speaking
1: to the fans did you just not hear
0: like Alan talk eloquently for 20 minutes about the importance of appreciating the fans here in New York and you want to get Ozzie Guillen who's gonna spit hot fire who's gonna go back at him who's gonna get in a pissing match with him Well, it's not even that Ooh, it's that's, yeah, that's
2: media tough. too but is that I mean, that's definitely not fitting, which clearly the Yankees want, which is why Girardi's not here anymore, because Girardi wasn't going to sugarcoat things. And, you know, he took on some people and obviously, you know, famously, Gary Sanchez. And the minute that happened, you could just feel it. You just knew the minute he called out Gary Sanchez, which all of us wanted, right? We wanted that. But the Yankees like, no, 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 we can't do that. You mess up the clubhouse that way. He's out. Boone comes in and Boone has one. He's got a job that he's got to do, which is don't upset the room. But unfortunately, as we're learning... That makes a team very boring. Yeah. Like, you got to – nobody says you have to go complete, you know, uh, like you don't – Boone didn't make up the roster. I mean, I I don't know. You got to flip a couple of chairs, I think, or or a couple of tables when you go through what the Yankees are going through. Every now and then you got to do that. Now, whether or not he's doing that behind the scenes and we don't see it or hear about it, who knows. But you're going to move guys up and down the lineup too because they're not producing I just – I don't know how we keep going back to Boone. We got to understand, they are not making that change. Maybe. All <laughs> oh, business dropped so much. Yeah. But think about it. Can't do it. Why does it always have to be the manager? Right. Cashman, Maybe you have groceries. a problem with how, the players you have. What's the guy that I think they should always get? A couple of guys who are – No, no, I, no, I'm,
0: no. I'm talking about general manager. Like, if
2: you're going to get rid of Boone, meaning get rid of Cashman oh, – Still up scene, That should be the Met. the Mets should be going in that direction. But it's a curse killer. But I'm sorry, man. I'm I keep going back to it. The Yankees have a couple of their younger guys that we are waiting to be. We thought were going to become stars, who are kind of hitting we're that not, plateau. We're still waiting. Who are like basically in cruise control. And one is Gary, Soto, and one is Glaber, and Soto, you're just dealing with the up and down and up and down with them. And you just like we're okay with it. Soto, I'm not okay with that. Soto, Vlad. Tatis, they've all started behind those two, Thank you. and passed them, and now they're about to lap them again. Like they, they're well, just gonna keep, exa- We're just it. gonna keep like sticking with it, sticking with it. That that's the part that bothers me more than anything else. I mean, you know, the Rizzo's and the Gallows, like you Hicks. know, even Stanton, like you kind of brought those guys in.
0: I know well, how he's an athletic man looks,
2: but, but. These two, I'm telling you, they were supposed to be some of the gems of your at of least your, of your organizational at depth. Least top
0: 5. In the in, in, at the position. And they're not even are, are, would you argue that they're not even top 20 in their a, position? Look,
2: is it a, 20 is it 20 catchers better than Gary? I remember last summer going into the shortened season that I, I remember talking to Meredith Marakovitz and thinking, I think Glaber could be an MVP this year. Mm. How yeah, stupid was that was that, was
0: that was that during the time he was, he was playing the that was Orioles almost every as bad. other day? That's almost as bad Orioles. as your
2: take oh, about the Browns play. not making the playoffs. Oh, what an awful take that is. Well,
0: that, that is the correct take. See, this is the thing. Your take has aged
2: bad. <laughs> my, my take will age great. We shall see. We, we shall see. All right, Kyle is in West Orange. Kyle.
1: Hey, gentlemen. I love the show, and I love listening to the wisdom that both of you have. But I have Wisdom. to say this, man. I, I, I that's right, Bart. Um I, you know, Derek Derek was Derek was not supposed to you know, they were gonna trade Derek Jeter. The boss wanted to trade Derek Jeter. Let's when? get this straight. When? And it was Torrey that said when um when Fernandez was gonna come back. See, Fernandez was the shortstop.
2: I remember Derek, Tony yeah, Tony Fernandez but he, he busted Jeter. his knee going down first baseline. Right. Yep, you totally remember. Yep. And they
1: said he wasn't he wasn't too happy because, you know, we were – back then, you know, the Yankees used to trade all yep. their first-round draft picks. Willie McGee, Rhi, Jose Rio. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. I'm preaching now. I'm preaching. I hear you. He was going to trade him. said, no, no, no. And Kelly said, Kelly said, no. Uh, uh, no, Sticks. Sticks said no. Sticks said, no. Stick Michaels, he said, we're going to keep this one. We're going to keep this one. And Derek started doing his thing. But one thing about Derek. Derek had Jorge Posada. When Derek wasn't happy with everything, you saw it in his face. He didn't talk. Mm -hmm. He goes, "How you happy? Are you happy with this win? Um, No, we haven't won the whole thing yet. No, I'm
2: not too happy. We got to win the whole thing." Well, I I think what what you're saying he was, but what you're saying is something that people have said about Jeter. That I'll say this and thanks for the call, Jeter. One of one of the best things that Jeter had going for him in his career was he was surrounded by great players. Yeah, I mean, you allow yourself to be great. great. Because you allow yourself to be great, because you have great players and vets, right? Great right. vets. Who's the leader? Who's but the leader? he was here? smart enough. Left. Who's he, the leader? That—that's where I was going. He was smart enough to always defer to to the older guys, to the vets, but also understand that while he set the tone, he let those guys do a lot of the vocal leading. Aaron Judge has a lot of those kind of similarities as far as a guy that you could tell. He doesn't. He's not expressive. He's not going to chew people out. Now, now, it sounds like this year he's had to have that. He's had to thoughtful. do that a few times. He's thoughtful and in depth. But. but who is like? Who are the guys that Judge turns to? I mean, is Brett Gardner the guy? Is everybody still taking like, him you seriously? You still have to be able to play. Who's to the guy? I mean, like, like, when you're it, looking at Gary, how do you not look at Gary? And I know Gary's had moments, but I do not look I, I, at him sometimes and be like, yo, I, 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 like, what are you doing, man? you got so much talent. You just look at you. Right, like, hold him accountable. like I mean, Glaber, seriously, can you, like, put a, put
0: a, put a hop in it? Do me a favor, like like put a little hop in it. It's funny, man, like because I don't know if he does that. I can imagine him trying to talk like John Carlos, like talking, and he's like, "Oh man, we got to do better." He, John just brushing his hair, brushing his teeth, making sure he looks. It's nice in the to. mirror. Yeah, in the mirror. It's it the Vinny
2: Barbarino. It's crazy, yeah.
0: man, because I like you know our our former um, our former um, psychologist. Is that what you call it?
2: Uh, what are we referencing?
0: Well, we had we had a team psychologist. Uh, okay, for for the Ra- for um, the Jets, right? And she sent me an article about Kyle Wilson talking about the best leader he's ever been around. Okay, right? And a lot of people think I'm a blowhard, right? But I am a guy that will hold my friends accountable. Like you have different type of people, right? You have people that when your friends are are complaining to you and bitching to you, talking about, oh, complaining about yeah. the job or whatever. You have some friends that's gonna go with you because they want you to feel good about yourself. You have people and friends that are gonna tell you, nah man, it's you. It's yep. Not them. Look in the it's mirror. It's you. Mm-hmm. Like and I was one of those guys and Kyle Wilson did a article and it, you know, pleasant surprise, you don't know how people take things. Yep. Right. And he said one of the best leaders he ever was around was me. Because I was willing to be critical but also willing to hold myself accountable. And that's the hard part about trying to be a leader. Because one, you have to hold yourself accountable and and be able to admit when you're wrong and can't act like you're perfect because everybody's watching. But two, you have to hold them to a higher standard because you have to have more belief in the people that you're trying to mentor than they have in themselves. And that Mm -hmm. is a difficult thing to do. It's almost like trying to be a parent, right? You see where they could be and it's hard for them to see because they see where they're at. They don't see where they're going because you are already walked that path. You can connect the dots by looking backwards. It's hard to connect them by looking forward. The person that you're trying to um, mentor like a Glaber Torres, like a Sanchez, they can't see the dots going forward, right? They don't understand. The I, uh, no, 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 no. Who's no, the guy that's going to hold the, the but, guys
2: accountable? But maybe they're guys, though, that they don't care. Like they lived off town so yeah, long. Yeah, but, but everybody just like, cares. But you as a leader, you have to be able
0: to get it out of them. It is imperative. That's what remember when Tannenbaum comes on, he says to much is given, much is is, is, yeah. is required, right? That's because that's part of your job as a leader. When you get the big bucks, so Garrett Cole is the guy, like a guy like Jean Carlos has to be the guy.
2: Yeah, but nah, it's no, this person. No, no, no. No, not you, everybody is built that way, though. Bart, yeah. I could pay you a ton of money because you can hit home runs or or, or strike people out. But it doesn't mean but, that you but have but that, that kind pay, of personality that you can command paid, a room. But when you get paid that type of money, that comes with the with the mm. job description. Not always. Not always. It's important. You no, know, what's important is you build a team that has those guys. That's what I think that is guy, important. That, that guy has to be That's one what of CC Sabathia was. Yeah, but he's one of their better players. Yeah, that you helped. Gotta, you, you gotta but, after, a better, but towards the end when they he need, wasn't, well, they need to he find still one. could be that guy. But they they yes. need to find one. I they think need you're to find right. one. And I
0: don't care how good he is. Like He can be like if one guy is just a superior talent and one guy brings all those attainables, they need somebody like that in the locker room. Because right. that's where they fall flat out. Holding guys accountable, getting the best out of guys like Glaber, getting the best out of guys like Sanchez. I don't know who that guy is. It can't be
2: Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner's old as you and me, man. Like, come on, man. This dude can't play hey, anymore. He still hit a. He still a very important home run last night. They got him back in the game now. Again, wasn't enough, and he actually almost did it again in the in the ninth, cool. close, come but on, on. still. Hey, a, bu- is, a blind squirrel finds a nut. At least he's doing something. In that situation, when it's, you know you needed—you had to try to show—they were lifeless. You see, you see that
0: in the corner? That's our, that's our imaginary, in case of emergency, break glass. The
2: Yankees need to break this damn glass because you're in a crisis rather than you know it or yeah, not. Yeah, no, no, you're not about that. Now, this player I was referencing before that I, that I teased, and again, we'll, we'll grab you calls here in a moment. Um, I also think a player that really need to listen to what Jeter said is Julius Randle. Mm. Because here's a guy that when he in his first year, Stone we him. were trying to find reasons, Stone him. reasons to trade him and who you could trade him for. Maybe he'll just have a good year so we can trade him. I mean, I, I was I was definitely one of those guys. Stone then him. Then you see he puts in the work during the offseason. He comes in and he has himself Appreciate a season. Him. And then he gets to the playoffs. And he, he does everything. Right. Well, the playoffs didn't, did not obviously work <laughs> out, but he had a great year. Yeah, they reward him with a contract. Now he's got to understand Whoa. that, okay. Your first year was sort of like this, ah, whatever. Like, you didn't, you didn't really get a lot of, of vitriol. It was more or less apathy. So like, whatever, man, whatever. Like, I, so I, horrible, I, I,
0: whatever.
2: But then you got this, whoa, they've got something here. This guy, a, a most improved player, all-star, second team all-NBA, and then he didn't have a great playoff performance. Ex- Ju- and now he just got paid. Ex- Julius got to understand, man. Right. He's got to understand this comes with New York. Don't take it personal and understand that that, that these people now are going to cheer and boo you with equal passion, which means that some nights, if the team's not playing well, you're going to carry that weight. And you've got – like, Melo, I think, got that and understood it, and it didn't – like, did it bother him that media was saying stuff about him and the trade – you know what Melo hated the most? It wasn't necessarily criticism of him or the team. It was criticism of the trade, like, oh, yeah. we gave up too much for you. this And he's going, like, who the hell did you give up? What did you give up? Like, really? Like, like that bothered him more than anything else. It's like, like that? You're going to hang on that? It's like two years later and you're still bothered by yeah. this trade? Are you kidding me? Like, I think that's the stuff that bothers him more than it was booing him for a bad performance, which he kind of would always just kind of laugh off anyway. So I do think Julius Randle's got to understand that from now on, you're going to carry the weight And it's going to be equal passion, cheers, and boos. And I hope he understands it. And just listen to what Jeter said. If you just follow that, every night i got to earn it from you. Every night. Then I think he'll be fine. He'll get it, especially when it comes to the media. But, I mean, the Yankee thing and the Met thing, too, really frustrate me. Because the players did just those – the Met side of thing, they were new to this. Maybe they didn't understand it. And it's that organization, too, that does a terrible job, I think, Really, and, and, you know, Sandy Sandy Olsen clearly having trouble finding executives or hiring them, Hmm. I mean, but just not having the right kind of leadership around them, like, the Mets just don't seem to have good leadership, like, you know, mentorship. You've got Keith Hernandez. You've got these guys all around the team. You've got these guys around who get it. You need that around. The Yankees have always had that around but I'll tell you what, though, since that whole Jeter era, since really, it's more like since Sabathia left, yeah, they really haven't had void. that leadership, that kind of. Well, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It, like they've they're missing something. That leadership that felt like it carried over from '95 with Mattingly all the way through, all the way to almost like 2017.
0: It's a mentorship, right? Like when you leave, like you learn how to be a leader by first following, right? Somebody didn't get the memo about how to lead. But just lead the passing CC the left. torch of it and understand, right, right, all right,
2: right, I got to carry this yeah, now from here.
0: Like, it's your turn to lead, son, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we watch, like, uh, I always go back to the teams that I played for. So if you go, you know, um, you know, Shannon Sharp and you know, goes to Ray Lewis, goes from Ray Lewis yeah. to um, Ed Reed and goes from kind of Ed Reed to CJ Mosley, right? Goes to T. Sizzle. Like, it goes to guys that you see mature, Beyond their years. They come in, they green, and, and they don't get it. They learn how to follow, then they learn how to
2: lead once that leader leaves. Right? I think you know Didi Gregorius leaving. Yeah. There, there's so a void big, there. Yeah. There's certain guys that left, and those voids, maybe the talent void Tell wasn't me this. Was but, it a mistake to let Didi go and know, to sign Glaber Torres? It's amazing. It's amazing. Again, at the time though, it did not. At the time it made complete sense. But you don't realize though, sometimes when someone moves on, you might you might replace the talent. But did you replace something else that is now missing in the clubhouse or the locker room? What, what do you think, by the way, of uh, thinking of Julius Randle?
0: But I think I'm getting Drew, emotional. I'm sorry, what do you think of the? Okay, of, of I'm gonna the, give you a hug in the break, man. What do you think
2: of the offseason the Knicks had?
0: Well, I, th- I think they had a solid offseason. This really was <laughs> the only move they have. I'm glad they decided to go with Kemba Walker. They figured it out, got the buyout, didn't get him for a, a, a lot of money. If he can stay healthy, if they can put him on the restrictions later, they probably have the guard that they've been looking for for a long time. Now, is he a final solution? No, but he's a solution that can help them right now better than uh, Colin Sexton. You know, we heard him flirting around with maybe trying to make a trade for that. has got like yeah, but Kemba.
2: And Derek Rose, you've got two guys that will probably play equal minutes and you'll still have the same concerns about and, both of them because of but health, the, but, but if but they the both play the same game. Yeah, but the mentorship, though, right? You have the mentorship for quickly. Right?
0: I, I so think you, you're right so, about that. So now that. you have two guys that can, you know, he can get it from two different perspectives, mm-hmm. right? Two different paths, right? And who's you better than,
2: I mean, Kemba. better wrap it up. Oh, wow. Are we, are we that late already? Already be? Man, come on. I thought we were in New York only. We just we don't got, have to, we just we're not, we're not, we're not stuck big. into this. Hey, hey, they hey, put us in a box. Commercial on, the national thing. Do, on, can we get, a, can we I get thought a we were local. We can, could, you know, whatever.
0: Can we? Can we get a commercial? Can we get a sponsor so we can go commercial free for an hour? I would do it's it. Just funny. do that.
2: I'll do it. Yeah, we do something. Call call the people's. You know what I'm saying?
0: What say you to people's? Somebody around here sponsors this damn hour? I guess we got. I don't wrap call, it call it you up. Chris t-shirt. Hansen. I
2: call you Chris Hansen. I guess we got to wrap it up. This is ninety eight point seven ESPN. So apparently. This is according to the Action Network, a better um on BetMGM just put ten thousand dollars down on the Lakers to miss the playoffs. Mm, that, mean, that, that means that if they, they spe- fail to make the playoffs, this this person would would get one hundred and sixty grand just, just, if just, it hits.
0: Just imagine, just imagine, like what happens if use your code Bart? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, and I get <laughs> ten percent. You win, and you get that. You get ten. Temp- I get percent. Was like, yeah, but, I, Bart put that bet that. <laughs>
0: but but I, but I tell you what though, like listen, like. It, could that be hedging a bet that you have a bunch of older players and a lot of them are going to get hurt and have season-ending injuries? Well, it's like it could be ten, that. T- hey, so you got people- ten grand
2: just laying around to just take that chance? That, you got a eighty, you got a 50-50 chance
0: that Anthony Davis ain't going to finish the season. That's a fair point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if that's not the case, like LeBron I'll is getting what, older. Right. The first time we're starting to see LeBron get injured, is this a year that he has a Kobe injury where it's Achilles pops don't, or something where we see older players don't get put injured? not that on him.
2: But we have that happen. We know it's, that train is never late. I'll or tell a hamstring you what. like James Harden. Put your money where your mouth, to, mouth is. You said the Browns aren't making the playoffs. Put it down. Let's go. I'll put 5000 You put 5000 down? Yeah, did they, the they don't make the playoffs? That they don't make the playoffs.
0: And the Browns. What are, you, what are you talking about? I have no hesitation. Promo code BART. I have no hesitation, no! I have no hesitation with that. Like Baker Mayfield, uh, am I going to bet on Ben Roethlisberger or am I going to bet on Lamar Jackson? Okay.
2: We're going to go through this tomorrow because I, I, we got to go through the AFC and for... Again, for a team to not make the playoffs, I mean, somebody else is getting in it ahead happens of them. every year. Like, you've got, like, we'll discuss this tomorrow. It's just a little tease, but tomorrow we're going to go through this and figure out who is actually getting in if, if the Browns and you also don't have the Patriots in the playoffs as well. If that's the case, who the hell is actually going in in the AFC, which is certainly a lot better. Um, but we do have a game tonight, though, Bart. We do have a game tonight. As you know, the season begins, and it is the Bucks, and it is the Cowboys. Tom Brady at 44 years old. His 300th career start. 300th start. Trying to go for back-to-back titles for the first time since he did it when he was a kid. 2004? Yeah. Oh, 304. Think about that. Dak Prescott coming back tonight as well. Like A lot of eyes on this game for many reasons. Like This was one of several week one matchups. Remember, Uncle Tannenbaum compelling. thought that Good. Dallas was going to win. Without Zach Martin, though, yeah. right, right now, what are we at? We're at nine. It, it was eight, nine, keep eight and a half, running. nine, right? Running. Like that's where you're at right now. Like when you're looking at at this matchup, like this is this is one of those games that is a real tone setter for the league. Like it's, a, it's it is because it could be a blowout and that could make people like ah oh, like this game's no fun like is it could it, be a shootout do you th- that's what I mean it could also be a shootout do you think this game will be over like third quarter or are we already turning it off going listen, to bed let me, let
0: me tell you something you know how thirsty people are listen people watch the NFL draft it's four hours of watching somebody point. talk about somebody to talk about Fair somebody point. right it, we watch the combine dudes run around in spandex <laughs> you know what I'm saying and bad hairlines and flubber you know what I'm saying what do you think we're gonna <laughs> do when you we've been thirsty for two hundred And 17 or 270 days. i'm so thirsty right now fool's ball so thirsty right now listen we will watch the warm-ups for four hours straight what else is it on tv i'm a lawyer
2: what you want to see is a couple of things number one tom brady at 44 winning a game i'm a man i'm 40 there's only one other person at the age of 44 to win a game as a quarterback in the nfl
0: it is Mister Outback
2: himself, uh, yeah. Vinny Testaverde, Mister Long Island. I mean, think about that. Like so, that that's something that's Why a rarity. Why are we
0: sponsored?
2: Three. Yeah, we got to talk by about.
0: Outback. We got to talk to him about that.
2: What type of teammate is Vinny Testaverde? Do you also know though the head to head though? Tom Brady against Dallas, yeah. he has never lost. Me either. Five and zero. It's a lot of guys. That never- say they, <laughs> it's a lot of guys who said they never lost to Dallas. I'm Tell you
0: man, they are their most shallow arrogant organization, right? They get treated with the bravado that they are champions. They ain't been champions since the 90s, son. It's they amazing. ain't been relevant. They ain't, ain't nobody been afraid of them. I don't care if it was the Terrell Owens, the Tony Romo-led, they all fell flat on their face. America's and listen, team. that's what happens. And when other teams go against them, they want to smack that smug look off their face because they're a place state
2: thinks that they've done something accomplished something and they have nothing on their resume. So let me give you, well, you can give me this one because I know you guys said it on Get Up this morning for those listening in and thinking about tonight's game. Tom Brady against Dan Quinn defense.
0: Well, um, he only is 72%. Uh, 72 and some change. Percent. 72% completion, completion rate and eight touchdowns, right? <laughs> and that's including the best version of that was in the Super Bowl. And he's only just thrown, he's completed 72% of his passes. So what do you think he's going to do with a less talented uh, roster? I mean, come on, what did Dan Quinn defenses do last year in mm. Atlanta?
2: Yeah, yeah that mean, would be zero. Right, so again, that's what you got tonight.
0: I and mean, they, they could be better, but Tom Brady's been there, done that. He understands four seams, understands understands two seams on the open side, put a drag route across, is barbecue chicken. Michael Parsons gets a little bit exposed. Give me a
2: score. Give me a score. What do you got tonight?
0: Score. Uh, score, I got 34. Mm-hmm, but- to
2: 20. Yeah, 34-20. Alright, so it'll be a decent game then.
0: Yeah. You see it as a decent game. They lose game. by
2: two touchdowns. This is 98.7 ESPN.